Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, I'm Bella Younger, although you might know me better as my Instagram alter ego, Deliciously Stella. Welcome to the new series of my podcast, which is called Deliciously Stella on the Job. So in this new series, I'm going to be meeting a whole host of lovely ladies and chatting to them about their careers, how they got started and top tips on how to be as successful as they are. Plus, I'll also be sharing my thoughts on some of this week's news, events and popular stories from the web. So my guest on the podcast this week is a blogger, vlogger and Instagrammer who goes by the name of Anna Whitehouse, better known as Mother Pucker. And your tagline is parenting the shit out of life. Hello, Anna. Thanks so much for coming. Hi, it's already been emotional. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, how did you start Mother Pucker? Like, How long has it been around? It was a motherfucker moment, um, <laughs> genuinely. It was just one of those moments where I was trying to get um, the sort of planking child into a buggy. There was a grape rolling into sort of the gutter, an entire bus stop of people judging me. It started raining. I started crying. She was crying, and I just went, motherfucker, I can't be alone. And then I thought my mum doesn't like swearing, so I brought it down a peg or two to motherfucker. That is so lovely. That's where it began. <laughs> so what were you doing before you became a mum blogger? Uh, I was pressing buttons still, um, in the hope of, you know, people listening. I was working for Stylist Magazine, mm-hmm. uh, in-house, and then I moved to L'Oreal to be the senior copywriter, writing about, like, like, mascara and stuff. Um, and then I had a similar sort of motherfucker moment <laughs> breakdown outside of daycare when I'd been sat on one of those tiny primary huge chairs at daycare and told that I shouldn't be late anymore. And I thought, I, I can't do this anymore. Because you kind of, as, as a British woman, you just go, I'm so sorry. Yes, of course, as you're sitting on the tiny chair and you think, I can't do this anymore. So I quit and then started motherfucker. So did you think about being a blogger before you became a mum or was it all as like a reaction to having May and all this terrible yeah, stuff Yeah, it's happening? all just a horrible, nasty reaction uh, <laughs> to it all. It was kind of like, we lived in Amsterdam before and uh, I found life in Amsterdam with a kid really easy. Like mm. my commute to work was seven minutes on a bike. Like if I was running late, I'd just cycle harder and faster and end up with a bit of a bead on, but that was it. I wasn't reliant on London transport (laughs) to get me from A to B. And I came back to London and suddenly I just thought, this is hard. Wow, this is hard. Like nobody understood flexible working or getting around London. If somebody got their briefcase stuck in the door, like I'd be five minutes late for daycare. And so um, I just started pressing buttons in the hope of connecting with other mums who were having a similarly like peaks and troughs time you know it's good and bad and ugly uh parenthood and I just wanted to find more people so I became I suppose a pusher of buttons which ended up being a blogger so you do like blogging you do vlogging you do Instagram which is your favorite thing and can you ever just not be asked <laughs> so my dad um he calls it flogging he still doesn't really understand <laughs> what it is. he's like how's the how's the flogging going <laughs> 
So I'd actually say, based on my dad's very, very tuned in sort of version of what we do, flogging is probably my favourite thing. Literally doing this for the cash. You know, I'm quite open about the fact I need to make dollar. Yeah. Mum has got to eat. And um, the bit I enjoy most is when I press some of those buttons, put some Instagram posts up and actually get paid for it to be able to pay daycare and put some, you know, fish fingers, chips and peas on the kitchen table. That to me is where it's at. So I think as Paul Whitehouse would say, it's all about the flogging. It's all about the flogging. Um, so your motto is parenting the shit out of life. Can you explain that a little bit more for everyone at home? Can I? Uh, she says through a pneumatic eye twitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was kind of tied into what I was saying a minute ago, just yeah. the peaks and troughs, not just of parenting, but life. And um, there was a moment where I was in Tesco when May was just born and I was just holding like a pineapple um, with one solitary tear kind of trickling down my cheek um unable to proceed <laughs> I was literally not sure what to do and I think I had a bit of postnatal depression I think mm. I was just out of sorts and somebody came up to me and said are you okay and then obviously the floodgates opened I was like I'm really struggling this is really hard and literally 24 hours later I had a moment where everything was fine you know it gone from the dark depths of Tesco holding a pineapple not sure how to proceed to having a coffee with a mate, the child was quiet, the sun was shining, and I thought, grab those moments, that's when you're parenting the shit out of life. Because a lot of it's going to be hard, but actually if you don't cash in those moments, then, you know, you're... You're not you're doing yourself a disservice. So that's the, the bit, parenting the shit out of life. And obviously wiping ass as well. Oh, obviously, yeah. Obs. Obs. <laughs> so I think like mine, your Instagram is sort of designed to make people feel a bit better about themselves. Is that really important when you started it? Yeah, it was kind of... I was speaking to my um, sad, lonely self in Tesco with the pineapple. Um, mm. I wanted the woman who was breastfeeding with one hand to be able to at three in the morning to be able to sort of click onto one of our videos like we did with you when yeah. we were picking mixing it up and go okay I don't feel so alone there's somebody a little more on the edge than me and that was the aim as long as I'm a little bit more batshit crazy than everyone else and making them feel better than my work here is done do you think sometimes the world of parenting a bit like I find the world of fitness can be a bit like pious and a bit exclusive um I think it's less so now because everyone's kind of airing their dirty laundry in public a bit. I think you're one of the only ones I've seen lightening up health and fitness, Mm. but I've seen swathes of parents bringing the real stuff into the forum because I think they just realise that, you know, together we're stronger. And so it's, I think, less so now. In the last year or so, since Instagram, I think maybe you found that as well with, um, with your stuff that you know people found you through instagram we wouldn't have been found otherwise so it's been a recent a recent thing it has been a recent thing you know making use of new technology i followed you when you had i just want to make this clear on the record i followed you when you had 1436 followers 1436 <laughs> you remember that it. <laughs> i am there on the sidelines which i've got night vision goggles on on instagram <laughs> And I said to my best mate, I was like, I screen grabbed that a shot and I sent it to her. I said, this girl is going to be big. And I just, I'm just so glad I had the foresight to see that. I remember the first time I found out about you is you were having a conversation with one of your friends when you were drunk on my Instagram. So there's a picture of me and you were just like, 
out to one of your mates, then you guys were like, I'm so pissed. Yeah, me too. And then you were like, oh my God, we're having a conversation on her feed. And I was like, oh, hello. And then you came in and you serviced your followers. And then I came in and I serviced my followers. I was so bad. I serviced all of my followers. You tended to. You yeah. tended to them and like a garden. And now, actually, in the real life. You haven't got the restraining order. I'm delighted. <laughs> Some of my followers, I do feel like I might need a restraining order on. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the more trolly ones. Do you get trolls? Uh, yeah. I've, I feel, feel like it might be my Auntie Janet with a fake account. I don't know entirely. <laughs> I've got one who pops up all the time and I haven't blocked her because she does bring me a lot of joy as much as she's trying to bring me down. Um, the other day, she's just got a real bean up on it about me drinking around children. Um, right. And my argument is I'm in control of it. I'm not like drinking a leash of white lightning in a park, you know, with my kid on the boob. It's like a little <laughs> bit of Rioja here and there isn't going to harm anyone. And um, so she said, um, I can't believe you advocate um, drinking around children. I think it's disgusting. I think it's um, it's distressing for the child. I'm worried about the child. And then at the end, she's like, and I think your kid's hair is really rubbish as well. And oh, my God. I was like, look, you know, just have a go at my ways but can you just leave the top knot alone? And everybody weighed in and was like, just steer clear of the top knot. The top knot's amazing. That kid rocks it, you know, like, and it became a thing about the top knot, not the drinking. And that's why it's funny because she'll always put a batshit crazy comment in there at the end of some kind of monologue that everyone else comes in and goes, just leave the kid's hair alone. So they end up looking worse. But yeah, I've, I cherish her. I think you've got, once you've got a troll darling, you've made it. So a story that's come to my attention this week is that somebody has strapped a giant dildo to a building in Brixton to signify the gentrification of the area. So I've come out and about to the very spot to see what's going on. And I read an article in the paper where a man had said that he was intimidated by the size of this thing. And it reminded me of this time when I was at uni and I was really bored. And so I decided that I was going to go into my friend's bedroom and I was going to take a picture of me holding all of her sex toys and send it to my friend in the library. So I went into her drawers and I was like, yeah, dildo, whip, whatever, seen those before. And I found this thing that I couldn't explain. It was like a dildo with a chin strap attached, a bit like a riding hat. So naturally I did what any sensible person would do. I went and put it on the kitchen table and I went upstairs and I lay in wait. I then hear her come back to the sounds of, what the fuck is my childo doing on the table? It was a childo, which is a chin dildo, so that you can have sex with your girlfriend while you're going down on her. I have no words. So who takes the photos? Uh, so it's my friend Charlotte, who's become really close over the last year, whether she likes it or not. I just pay her to take photos of me. <laughs> yeah, it's her, my husband, and then, you know, the uh, hashtag selfie, obvs. So obviously you're getting more and more successful, which is great. How are you finding the balance between what you share online and what you keep back? Like what's work and what's home? Yeah, there's a, there's a great... Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. 
And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Area, um, I think people, I was talking to somebody about this last night, um, Emma Gannon. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think people have become more comfortable both reading about real life and also sharing it. It doesn't seem so strange anymore. And I think with what I'm doing, you know, my main aim is for all the sort of nice pictures of us doing things, there's got to be that raw reality. And it has to be real. And I say real in a loose sense of the word because like, I'm posing against walls a lot of the time. But um, for every kind of positive post and everything's going okay, we're setting up a business and doing this, there will be like today, I wrote, I'm the poorest I've ever been. You know, my car got declined in Tesco yesterday trying to buy a cheese and pickle sandwich. Not in Asda. Not in Asda, no. They're not speaking to me. Um, <laughs> they don't let me in. Um, and I was like there watching, like salivating, like some kind of Rottweiler as some woman was eating a focaccia, a rosemary focaccia and a um, fresh tomato soup outside of Prex. I literally didn't have a penny on me. And uh, I could have eaten her hand, you know, I was that hungry. And I was like, this is really weird. Because I was looking at my Instagram profile and, you know, people might look at that and think she's doing really well. And so today I was like, I have to just let you all know, (laughs) I'm the poorest I have ever been. But happy, you know, because I'm in control of that. I've chosen to be a bit poorer and to be around my kids. So I think that honesty is important because otherwise I think, especially in parenting where you're quite vulnerable, if I'm reading someone's just going off into the sunset and having a great time, I need to know the truth around that. Um, So I'm clear about the amount of money I've put into this and kind of what I'm getting out of it. And then I think people relate a bit more to you because they realise it's, you know, it's it's hard. You're not parenting the shit out of life every day. (laughs) There's a lot more shit than parenting sometimes. I feel like that needs to be said so much. Like, it's not all sunshine and roses and no. you have all these followers and automatically you're absolutely loaded. Like, you're not. I went to my school reunion the other day and everyone's like, oh my God, like, you're literally nailing life. And I'm like, do you understand? Like, I had to walk it. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, I couldn't offer you a cup of tea. <laughs> you know? Like, literally couldn't buy milk. Like... <laughs> really basic stuff it's not because we don't have milk in the fridge we can't afford the milk (laughs) but yeah I think it's true and I think we've kind of grown together at the same time Mm. I think you've obviously grown a lot a lot quicker because your content's slightly less twatty than mine I think if we're on the twatometer (laughs) I'd be turbo twat you know I've, I've lost a few along the way um, and I think we've grown together. I've seen how you do it, which is being honest and funny. And I think humour is the common denominator for me. It's like mm. humour crosses whether you're crunchy granola or whether you know, you're an eco warrior, your mum boss or mum don't give a toss. Humour is what brings everyone together. And I think as long as that's there with a bit of honesty, then I think you are winning, however little milk you have in the fridge. Exactly. So finally, what are the best and worst aspects of being a social media celebrity for you? I think, to be honest, the sentence that you just said. Yeah, that's the <laughs> It was the absolute worst. That's I don't think I'm going to ask that. that. Got it written down, not going to ask absolute it. Absolute worst thing. <laughs> I'm hyperventilating. So, let me just say it again. A social media celebrity. Social media celebrity. celebrity. I think the yeah the worst bit is exactly what you've just said. People thinking that you know you are winning at life, and actually it's not that you want to bring the sob story, but 
we work so we work hard for it you hustle I'm, really hard I'm vlogging every day yeah. you know, like literally vlogging this, this like lethargic donkey on the ass like come on mama you got this and I think that's the bit that sometimes through the pixels especially because mine's more lifestyle can get lost so that's the bad bit um, but the good bit is to us meeting the good people, you know, mm. like you connect with people like we've connected, like Emma Gannon last night, Cherry Healy, yeah. like there's some brilliant people who I would not have been able to kind of do goofy things with, like Cherry and I did um, a makeup tutorial where we got our kids to do the makeup and literally I had to go to the doctor because um, they <laughs> put a mascara wand on my, and there was actual like brush, mascara brush contact on my eyeball and scratched my cornea. And I was like in the doctors and they asked me what, how it happened. <laughs> I was like, um, I was doing a video with a friend and our kids were doing our makeup and she poked me in the eye and, you know, and then he just looked at me and he's like, okay. And I'm like, he didn't need the flogging, flogging story. And then May, because I was crying so much because it hurt, she's like, mama's got the black tears again. <laughs> <laughs> and you forget when you're crying with mascara. Like, oh my God, this is like some scarring material. So I think it's that, but it's the meeting those people and like us sitting down today, that's the good bit. Yeah. Um, and that's why I set this up, was just to connect with London a bit more and um, yeah here we are not drinking tea because I can't afford the milk yeah <laughs> do you ever get approached in the street have you ever been approached uh, I know exactly how many times twice uh, since setting Me up too. yeah <laughs> two times <laughs> I've, I hold it close to my heart <laughs> yeah twice um, but by yeah just by followers who just say you know the, thanks for your honesty um, and that's really that's really nice because then it's like Okay, there's there's you know there's two people other than my auntie Janet with her fake account. Yeah, uh, <laughs> as long as it's two Janet. to one, you know, somebody lurking, trolling you, and there's two people who are in the street who are willing to come up to you and say, "I really like what you do. Um, you're great. Don't go changing." That's nice. That's so lovely. Yeah, I met someone at a house party at the weekend who was absolutely astonished, and he was like do you reveal your identity often at parties? And I was like, what do you mean reveal my identity? And he was like, well, you've just confessed that you're deliciously seller. I was like, well, it's not confession, it's my job. And also, can you not see your face? I know, <laughs> I was like, my face is in the photo. It's like you hire someone to be deliciously seller. I know, and he was like, can I take a picture of you for my girlfriend? But how will she know it's you? I was like, we are the same. <laughs> it's my face. It's my face. I was like, are you trying to tell me that I look really nice tonight? Because I, I'll take that. <laughs> oh, these fo- the faux Stella. I really, really would love to know if there's a faux Stella. Oh my out god! There. Imagine I was rich enough to employ someone to be your social media celebrity aura. My dream is for someone to go as me to Halloween this year. Consider it done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Strap some buns to your abs, girl, and get out. <laughs> Well, I'm actually knocked up, so I'll just strap a bun. Are you? Yeah, oh, so I'll strap a, strap a bun to my stomach and we'll be done. Oh, that's lovely news. <laughs> yeah, thank you. How far along? Uh, we're just over nine weeks, so quite early oh doors. God. But you so know, exciting. We're quite transparent, like, whether it works or not. We're just, um, you know, going to hopefully hoof another one out. Um, what's May going to be like as a big sister? It's just horrendous. Like, she's already <laughs> cried three times. Like, I don't want another baby. I don't want... I want to be on my own. I just want mama and papa. Like, I understand, actually. I'd feel the same. But, um, but yeah, my sister and I, we never got on until the point where um, 
I borrowed a bag from her. Uh, she was 12, brought a bag from her, went to a party, had a spliff that I put in the zipped pocket of the bag. My mum found it, and I came back from school, and mum sat us down and said, um, something really serious has happened. Karen has been caught with drugs. Um, and I'm looking at her in her goofy cap, and I'm looking at my parents, and I'm like, this is a stitch-up, right? And uh, they were like, yeah, we've uh, grounded her for a month and a half, and it's really quite serious. And I thought... Oh, surely the person in the goofy cap who's 12 and doesn't go out isn't the one with the spliff. Like, my sister looked at me and she just went, it's okay, it's okay, like, just don't say anything. And I asked her why she did it. She said, well, I don't really go out that much, so it's fine, you know, you can carry on. And I thought, you're a really good person. Oh, and my God, that, she is a really good and person. And that's what I was like, you took the rap. And I think that's what I want for May, is, like... That, like, connection with another sibling. At the moment, she's just like, no. Are you saying that May's going to be the one with the spliff? <laughs> if you put it together in a sentence like that, um, <laughs> God, that woman oh with the top knot woman is going to be all over you like a rash. So I was reading today about a good old Justin Bieber, who has apparently caused a bit of a fit at his show in Manchester, where he went off stage, came back on, and he refused to talk to anyone because apparently they were screaming too much. Now, I believe it or not, I've actually been in an audience of Justin Bieber's when my sister won a competition to go and see the movie premiere of Never Say Never and they needed a parent or guardian to go with them and my parents live in Scotland so I had to go. So I ended up walking down a purple carpet carrying four gym bags because my sister and her friends all came and they were dressed like teenage prostitutes. I then had to go and sit in the cinema while Justin Bieber came in and a girl behind me got out of her seat and starts jumping towards him where a giant bodyguard jumps out, literally like bashes her onto the ground. She's about 11 years old and he's like, ha 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 ha, you thought about that, but then you saw the enormous dude. Audience participation is clearly not his forte. So thank you so much for having us in your home and talking to me. You are welcome. It's been a mosh. Always at Moj Babes. So that's all for this week. Make sure that you subscribe on iTunes or if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Deliciously Stella on Instagram. And hopefully I'll see you guys next time.